What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I'm your host today, Bruce Irving, with you for another episode. Tom is joining me on the podcast today, and we're going to talk about operating a mobile pizza operation during this whole 2020 catastrophe of a year, if we can call it that. Good episode. If you're looking to maybe ship your pizzas around the country, start a mobile business, learn how to get customers. We talk a lot about all of that on this episode of the podcast. It's a great talk. Great conversation with Tom. Uh, We'll link up all his Instagram and his website at the end of this episode and also at smartpizzamarketing.com. So if you're listening to this while you're working, you want to get a hold of Tom or see what he's up to on Instagram, go to smartpizzamarketing.com and we'll have this show for you there. This is episode number... 327 of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. By the way, thank you so much for hanging out with me for 327 episodes. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of great episodes coming up for you in the next few weeks. I'm really excited about the talks we have, the recordings, the the guests. Going to be a great few episodes over the next few months, if I do say so myself. If you're listening to this when it comes out, by the way, we do our, have our Instagram challenge that just started a couple days ago, February 1st, but you can join it anytime you want. 30-day Instagram sprint, grow your following, learn how to research hashtags, learn the best content that's working right now currently, learn growth strategies that are legitimate and not BS in work and don't kill your account. There's a lot of growth strategies that are taught out there that will kill your Instagram account and it'll take you forever to get it back to where you want it to be. So if you want to learn what's working today, how to do all that stuff, how to use reels, join our Instagram challenge. You get access to the Facebook group. I do open office hours every Thursday and answer all your Instagram questions and go over all of your accounts with you and give you some advice and tips and strategy all at thebruceirving.com forward slash Instagram. Again, thebruceirving.com forward slash Instagram. You can also email me, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com if you want in on that. But listen, just because the Instagram challenge started February 1st doesn't mean you can't hop on now. There's still an opportunity to get started with us and you can catch up and join the challenge and grow your Instagram account and turn those followers into customers because that's the name of the game. Today's podcast is brought to you by Forza Forney. If you're looking for a new oven, pizza oven for your mobile business, or your restaurant that you're currently operating, head over to ForzaForney.com. The best ovens in the business. Not only do they have great ovens, but they're great people over there, and they're very helpful and want you to succeed. You can check out what they have to offer over on Instagram, at ForzaForney, and go to ForzaForney.com and let them know you heard about them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. And don't forget to check out their booth. If we do ever have the Pizza Expo again, hopefully we do have it this year in 2021, Head over to the Fort Forney booth. I will be there with the people over at Fort Forney conducting interviews. They always have great chefs come in and make pizza at their booths at these events as well. So you get to see how they operate, what the pizzas taste like coming out of the oven. It's an amazing place. So say hello to me. Say hello to the folks over at Fort Forney and get to even test out your pizza skills at the booth at this year's Pizza Expo. If you're looking to market your pizzeria in 2021, you have to contact MailShark. It's got to be your direct mail go-to company. Whether you want to get your menu in the hands of new customers or promote your pizza shop with a postcard, magnet, or one of the hottest direct mail pieces, they have these plastic postcards. MailShark will work with you to come up with the best marketing plan that fits your budget. And that's very important in 2021. MailShark gives pizzerias the ability to spread those mailings and payments 
out over a weekly schedule. So it doesn't have to be all upfront money. It helps you out, lets you work with them to put those content pieces out and pay for it as you go. Thousands of pizzerias trust MailShark with their direct mail and printing marketing. They are the best in the industry. Give them a call today, 610-621-5116, or you can visit them at themailshark.com forward slash SPM to find out how they can help your pizza shop. They have so many options available. Again, 610-621-5116 or themailshark.com forward slash SPM. If you haven't yet, go subscribe to our local business podcast because there's a new app. It's called Clubhouse. And we talk a lot about that on the latest episode of the local business podcast. And I am going to be conducting live rooms where you can join and we just chat about marketing local businesses, social media, all things local business marketing. Follow me on Clubhouse. I am at the Bruce Irving. If you're not familiar with what Clubhouse is, go head over to our YouTube channel because we're going to be conducting a video all about what Clubhouse is, how you can join, how you can reserve your name. But it's basically an audio-only app. It's kind of like this live podcast that you can listen in on a conversation or conversations that are happening in real time through audio only. So you get to put your phone down, you can multitask. It's pretty much like listening to this podcast, but it's really live, not really live, it's live and in real time. So you get to ask questions of the speakers or guests or myself. Uh, I'm gonna be conducting rooms weekly. If you follow me on Clubhouse, again, I am at the Bruce Irving, I set my rooms up according on the calendar. So you can just follow me, follow the calendar and join. We have one that just happened. If you're listening to this podcast when it comes out on Thursday, we just had one yesterday on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Probably gonna have another one this weekend. So follow me on Clubhouse and get notifications when we do these live rooms and come say hello. You can hop up on stage, tell us a little bit about your business, ask questions or give some input if you have something that you think other people should hear. Maybe you've done some cool marketing tactics and you want other people to know about them or maybe you wanna share that with other people. Clubhouse is a fantastic place for you to do that. All right, that's enough. Let's get into today's episode with Tom. Let's go talk about pizza, mobile businesses, and shipping pizza across the country. All right, well, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for taking the time and joining me on the show today. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to uh, this for the last few weeks. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to talking to you about what you're doing. So we just, before we got on the podcast, talked about how you're nice and toasty, warm, and I'm really cold here in Boston. So let's, <laughs> let's start by saying, uh, give us a little background about what you're doing and how you got started there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I came down in 2002. I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I'm from Niagara Falls, New York, originally. Um, and I just worked for convention centers, stadiums, and arenas. And I found a little niche to do um, an artisan-style scratch pizza using local ingredients in public facilities. And then it kind of just took off from there. So we were in the Broward County Convention Center in Fort Lauderdale for four years, which is closed right now because of a massive renovation project. And we opened up our second location inside of a Gulfstream brewery in Fort Lauderdale. We have a mobile caterer that we do. Um, uh, it's a Nissan NV200 van that we converted into a pizza van and everything is built out in it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and then we're opening up. And ironically, it's it, it went over so well. We did it like COVID to like, so we don't have to lay anybody off. So it gave everyone hours and we were doing small parties, 15 to 50 people. And before you know it, 
Um, we did it for the last three months and we have it booked 23 days in December, all short-term bookings. Wow. You just started three months yeah. ago? Doing the van. Yeah. So we just converted a Nissan van. We had all of the equipment already and we just got the van and we uh, converted it and we just started telling our friends and then it started to lead to house parties, office parties, um, groups that are doing 25, 30 people um, where they can just stagger, go outside their office, have lunch, dinner, whatever it may be. And they're oven. So we can do roasts out of them. We can do pizza out of them. And it's just, it's kind of cool. It's a cool atmosphere. And like I said, it allowed us to not have to lay anybody off. It just gave more hours to spread it out. And, um, people seem to dig it and we keep booking it. That's amazing. So I'm looking on your Instagram account yeah. right now. You guys, if you're listening to this and you want to go uh, check it out, it's Pizzeria Magadino. Is that how you say it? You got it. All right. Yeah. Pizzeria Magadino on Instagram. And there's a picture of your van and it has looks like two Gosney ovens. Is that what you're using? We are. We have two in that van. Um, we have two that we can take off and go anywhere with it. And then we have um, Rebel Pizzaiolos that we can do indoor smaller functions with as well. Ah, excellent. Which one is your favorite? Like, yeah. Which one do you think is the best one? Um, the rock boxes are pretty cool. They just look cool. They're different. Um, they, there's not a lot to them. So they're just, they're really not going to break down on you. Right. And you can cook, you can cook an awesome pizza in there in under 90 seconds. So it's, they're pretty cool. They're inexpensive. If anyone wants to get one for their house or, you know, to do small parties to branch off with, I mean, they're like 500 bucks. They're are definitely they, worth the investment. Are they comparable to the uni ovens? I, when I was doing my initial market research on them, I went with the rock box just because there's less parts to them, but I, I'm sure the, I'm sure the other one's pretty good too. Yeah. I use, I went with the rock box, but I have an uni oven. My only complaint, it's a great oven, especially if you're going to use it for like your house or using it, maybe like what you're doing is mm -hmm. being mobile and being able to like move maneuver easily to yep. different locations because it's small. My only complaint with it is that it, tends to have a harder time getting a good bottom bake yeah so i mean with the rock box sometimes if you're busting out 20 to 30 pizzas in a row sometimes the bottom does tend to cool off a little bit yeah so in between i do throw in every once in a while i'm in florida so i don't really have that problem right yes yeah, even boston every we have i have all kinds of problems here yeah so once uh, if that does happen every once in a while i'll throw in a couple wood chips in there in between bakes and that a it helps on gas and it helps get the floor a little bit hotter oh that's a good idea maybe i should try that with this with my uni i haven't tried that yet i've looked i actually have tom gosney coming on the podcast in january okay cool so i'll have to uh, talk to him so about that <laughs> yeah they're always coming out with different stuff so i'm sure he's heard that question before but in florida i don't have too much of a problem with it. yeah but you got a cool you got a cool setup there i'm on your instagram account now i'm looking at that photo yeah. that's, a, that's a super cool photo and like it's probably really easy for you to get to different events and setup probably takes no time at all yeah but the really cool thing is i'm up and running and i mean with those ovens it's like 20 minute heat time and i'm up and running and set up ready to fire and 30 minutes of getting there. That's amazing. So do you sell, when you set up for these events, do you sell per pizza or do you do like a package deal for people? Um, we've done both, but typically right now we're just doing catering. So it's actually all guaranteed beforehand. Right. I know exactly what I'm going to make. Um, we just go, we fire. We don't have to worry about money or handling any cash in it while we're there. And it's just cooking and having fun. Yeah. Essentially. Where'd you learn how to make pizza? 
Um, well, like my grandparents, I learned. I mean, they're both from they're from Italy. And okay. I learned from them as a little kid. My dad had a couple of Italian restaurants growing up, and um, so I mean, I learned a long time ago, and then a lot of YouTube. To be honest with you, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, that, listen, it's 2020. If you didn't say YouTube, I would think you were lying. Yeah. So a lot of YouTube. I mean, it's because what we're doing here is not necessarily what my grandparents would have done. They have a little bit more Americanized uh, tricks to what they are doing, and then I just followed a lot of guys that were in Italy itself. I didn't understand half of what they were saying, but you can see what they're doing. You can kind of like follow along, and you kind of do your own thing from there. What works with humidity and water and you have to use your own calculations based on wherever you are. Right. Yeah. Pizza's pizza at the end of the day. You know, you can make it really good one no matter where you are. Where do you set up? Like, where do you make your dough and stuff? We have the convention center that we do everything out of and we just ship it wherever it needs to go with the van. And, or we have another van that we do bring everything to, but we make everything out of the one location and then we send it where it needs to go. So you, when you do, so you make all your dough and like, it's almost like a commissary where you have like all yep. your stuff set up. Yeah. We have a commissary location where we do all of our prep and dough and then we send it to the brewery or our bases, the convention center. And then we also, with the caterer, we just pack it and go. And then how do you, do you have to base your, dough on like what the temperature is like because in florida it probably gets real hot and humid right the dough probably doesn't last too long um yeah i mean we we use cambro uh coolers and they have ice packs for them the styrofoam um insulated ones and they have made for them the the coolers but depends on how many you're doing sometimes i throw it in there sometimes i don't we do a 48 hour cold ferment on the dough so sometimes it needs a little bit um time to rest so it all depends on what you're doing if we need ice or not and how much we're using you know if we're doing a party that's 200 then we will pack the ice in there if we're doing a party for 20 to 30 then a lot of times we'll just put it in the cooler and get it down to that room temperature versus cold storage right yeah i guess it depends on how much dough you need right and like how long it's going to take you because if you're only cooking for an hour or two it's probably fine yeah absolutely like it's great with the catering projects. You can go um, knock out a party. You're done in hour, hour and a half, and you can do another one or double up or any other busy location that you have. What uh, do what do people mostly request from you? Is it like certain kind of pizza, or do you offer them a menu, or do they have to pick like a certain couple pizzas that you make? Yeah, I'm pretty flexible. Um, so it's with our. I mean, everyone's got their favorites depending on where we are. But like, we make our own sausage. And we use old beer and we do a ferment with beer on our sausage from the brewery. Um, and we do different stuff with like, uh, I mean, I know there's Mike's hot honey, but we do our own honey infusion with a local honey. Um, so that's pretty popular. And I mean, we do different things. We use a lot of sous vide um, cooking concepts because we don't have a full kitchen and it allows us to do our chicken that way. And, so everything we can control our own flavors and profiles. Is it harder that way or is it easy? Like, is it harder because you don't have a kitchen? So you got to be a little bit more creative? It's not. You have to be crafty, but you have the technology with like sous vide cooking. And we have, at the end of the day, you're using ovens so you can roast and do everything you want in there. Um, it just depends on how much of a batch you need. You know, being at the convention center, we can do 1,500 pizzas in a day where I have a commissary kitchen i can utilize to knock it out but if you're doing something on site 
then we can, you know, utilize sous vide cooking or rock boxes or turbo chef fires, whatever we're using. Yeah. What kind to, of oven do you use at the commissary? Do you, know, do you use the rock boxes in there too? Well, actually at the convention center up there, that was my first location. What we did there was we invested in turbo chef fires, which are countertop units. Um, are you familiar with those? No, I'm not. Okay. I'm Googling so it right now as you speak though. Yeah. Servo Chef Fires, they get up to 900 degrees. Okay. And they, and the picture, they probably show it on a screen, but we put decks inside of them. So yep. it's just like cooking in a regular wood hearth oven. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So they get to that high temperature and it's, I mean, there's an element on the top, element on the bottom. So you get that same theory of cooking out of a wood oven. I mean, oh, they're wow. made in Italy as well. Yeah. So we have five of those at the convention center. So we can move them if there's multiple events or one big event, we can have five in a row. But we've done with the five, we've actually done 3,500 pieces in a weekend. And That's crazy. Our most in one day was 50. Yeah, our most in one day was, that was over three days. But our most in one day was 1,500 pizzas in one day. Out of how out many of ovens? Ovens. Five. So you're doing 300 pizzas in an oven. Turbos. Yeah, we just kept rolling. It, we we started that one day. We were going from 11 to seven, and it was six of us, and we did 1500 during service. Well, does that does that hold the heat, or do you have to let it sit for a few minutes after each pizza? No, that's it's kind of cool because I mean, there's a timer on there, and it's kind of you just press the button. You don't have to turn it in these ovens and. It's kind of, you know, ready to go in 90 seconds. So it's in the oven. Somebody takes it off. You put them on a rack to keep up or cut them right away and serve them. That's, that's crazy. It's, these little ovens are crazy nowadays. I mean, back in the day, you'd have to get, like, this whole trailer, which you can still do. Yeah. They still have those wood-fired trailers. Like, Fort Tiffany is a sponsor of the podcast, mm -hmm. and they have those uh, wood-fired trailers. But with a rock box, yeah. you can, for, like, 500 bucks, like you said, you can, like, almost do a – a pop-up somewhere and make great pizza yeah. for cheap money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's how I started this, you know, but even before the convention center, I just, just started to seeing what I can do and just market analysis and testing it out. And I started hitting the past of recent bars and then I got the convention center location. And it's kind of like the end of the story from there, you know, just at the convention center, we do 45 to 50,000 plus pizzas a year. That's crazy. And, yeah. And then now we're just branching off into other things. We started to, which is kind of funny is being at a convention center, you get repeat conventions. Um, and we are a lot of times one of the first stops, as crazy as that sounds for a convention center, but they would come check in and then come straight to where we were to have lunch or dinner or whatever they got in. So we started getting requests during COVID if we would ship out food because they're not coming. So we started to vacuum seal, blast chill, and uh, send pizzas out through the mail. Because of all those people that come to the convention center, because they probably come to yeah. conventions from all over the country. All over the world, country. We're not shipping all over the world, but yeah, country we're shipping to. Like today, we ship to Texas, to Georgia. We ship two to Pennsylvania. We ship to um, Syracuse, New York. Uh, so we're, I mean, it's a lot of small scale stuff, but it just kind of like keeps us going and out there further how do you ship them through what um, we're using ups so we have insulated uh, containers that go inside the box and we're using dry ice 
to keep it cold and we're doing um two to three days ships oh wow so depending is, on where they are yeah. is it expensive to ship depends on where they are the more you ship the lower your rates are but um like now just ship in state is probably about 10 bucks to ship to like atlanta or pennsylvania it's anywhere from about 15 bucks and they get it in two days that's not bad it's not too bad no it's not bad so the more you then, the more pizzas you ship the less it gets yeah absolutely you get more of a discount from ups and it's a little bit less for you so it's a little bit more bearable for your customers that's great. Like, I see that on your Instagram account now. I see you got like a, a package here where they're like vacuum sealed. How do you, do you have a vacuum sealer? We do. We have a back master and then we have a small blast chiller. So we cook the pizzas, blast chill them. And then we use the back master, seal them and then put them in the freezer. And then we just send them out. Wow. Is that something that you, when did you start doing that? We actually, I bought it right before COVID. So it was something that was, um, on my mind to do it. And like even the equipment for the van, we had everything already to do it. So we're in a good position to do off the rail things that you normally wouldn't see um, just because of just randomness, to be honest with you. It was just things that we wanted to try and do. And ironically, it's the time we're in. So we had to adjust. Yeah. I mean, it's, I tell that to a lot of people like, you know, use this as an opportunity to maybe do those things that you've always been thinking about, but never had the time. Now you have the time to do yeah. it. Yeah, we have the time. And ironically, it's like, I mean, we've been into other locations through COVID that we've done pop-ups and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. So we tried two other locations and just for a variety of reasons, they didn't work. But what's great about our concept is it's not a fixed location. So we can just pull out and go somewhere else. Right. When you say they didn't work, you just did. didn't draw the crowd you thought? Um, yeah, I mean, with, with it's just a weird time. I mean, with the economy, with COVID, yeah. with everything combined, it's just, you know, there's only so much of a, the market will bear. Um, and there's just, in Florida, it's just to do that. It's just, it's tough to put a gauge on everything. Yeah. So, so we just put our things are working, to be honest with you. And then we just go from there. If it doesn't work, we have, we can pull out and go into something else i like it too because it's not something you know? that so then like the, it's not something that costs a lot of money to invest like if you had a brick and mortar and you had to buy the building or, uh, or yeah, sign a five-year lease or something like that yeah so yeah my background was in food and beverage so i was in you know that part of the world with stadiums and arenas that you know i just i did a percentage-based system so i don't even pay rent so if i do well the facilities do well and if i don't then they don't right um yeah so that's what's the beauty of it. Like, like a convention center situation, they might be great for nine months, but really bad for three for holiday season or whatever it may be. But you can also vacation during those two weeks or three months and you don't have to pay rent because there's no events at that particular time. Right. Which is, yeah, that was one of the things that lured me into that besides, you know, the financial aspect that you can just get up and running with a small amount of money. Um, but you know, it gives you that flexibility that you don't have to get a loan or a partner if you really didn't want to. You can just get up and go. I mean, especially right now, like you, you could probably even get away with doing it without the van, right? You could just use whatever you had for a car, just set oh, up tables. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. Yeah, that's how I first started, you know, and then I started to get smart where I can do it with less people or, you know, you can save your back and less labor and I can set up faster where I could do a second one with the van. But 
yeah, you can pack it up and whatever you want to do. There's people out there doing it now, you know, and um, it seems to work just to kind of get a cash flow. Yeah. How did you reach out to people to set to four places to set up? I know you now you do it by kind of invite or people hire you. But before when you were going to places, where did you reach out to place certain places to say, hey, can I set up? Yeah, just old school. Yeah, just old school. You pick up the phone or you just show up at the place, either bring a sample um, or you just show up with your vehicle if they want. You can do a trial with them. There's, I mean, there's different ways that I've done it, whether with the package pizzas or just bringing in pizzas. And, but yeah, it's just old school. Just call them and take it from there, or you show up, or you email them, and just got to follow up with your correspondence. And you, do you have to pay them like a percentage of the sales or a rent, or do they just let you do it because they need food at their at their establishment? Depends on the situ- Yeah, it depends on the situation. If it's like the one-off, then you're just going to a brewery or a bar and you pack up and you leave. No, it's, it's just, you keep the money. But if you're setting up and you're building a relationship, like I do at the convention center or brewery, then I would give them a percentage. Cause you're going to be there consistently. Yeah. So like once it worked in the convention center and myself, we, we did a build out. So it's actually a physical um, pizzeria brewery. Now I like to say pizzeria first, obviously, you know that uh, it's a brewery first, but the convention center, same thing. We built uh, a location there and, you know, it works for them and it just gives them a, a local product that they normally wouldn't have. You know, a lot of times you go to like a convention center, it's frozen or it's preservatives or yeah, it's terrible. whether it may be. Yeah. And that was my whole thing. I came from that and I saw that there was a niche to do that. And when I pitched them on the idea, they were like, are you sure you want to do this? And you know, the numbers kind of don't lie. I mean, right. if you're going to do 40 to 50,000 pieces in a year, it's pretty good. It's good. It's good for you because like, if you were just solely dependent on the, the convention center, like who knows when that's yeah. going to come back. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're doing a major renovation project to it. Ironically. So they closed before COVID. Um, I mean, perfect timing on their size. part, huh? It was perfect timing on their part. Um, you know, we could have squeezed out some more events out of it, but yeah, I mean, it, I think there's still going to be a need to do events and um, they're probably going to be different and smaller, but it's still going to do well. I think. What's the most stressful part know. about these things for you? Um, yeah. So making sure your staff's going to show up. I guess, you know, <laughs> to be all honest, right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's pizza and, I mean, if you do something well and you're going to enjoy doing it and you can't really get stressed out, you know, I mean, you can have at the convention center, you can have 200, 300 people in line waiting for pizza at one time. 200 people in line. Oh, I'm not kidding. It can get pretty crazy. Yeah. Like if you have a lunch break and they're all coming at once, you can have close to 200 people ready to go. That's like the biggest lunch rush ever. Yeah, it happens. I mean, that's. That's like a quite frequent of an occurrence in a place like that. If you have like a convention that's five or six thousand people and they break at once, then they got to eat something, right? So these other pop-ups for you that you're doing now must be so much more relaxing and less stressful. Oh yeah, I mean it's like I can go to somebody's house, knock out twenty pizzas, and then before you know it, they're giving you beer or wine, and you're hanging out with them, <laughs> and then you, you know, while you clean up, set up, and know it's fun like we did a party last week on thursday she texted me friday if we can do it again in two weeks wow 
you know? Yeah, it, it's just, it's pretty cool. I mean, you, you start to get a client base and then you do one party and you get two out of it. Or it just opens up a door for you that you normally wouldn't have. Or better yet, you funnel them to a location that you already fixed at. You know? so and how, how far away from your home base do you travel? We're about, the farthest we've gone is about 45 minutes with the van. We've done it. That's interesting. And then, like, so that's like your parameter, like around that area. So there's probably a lot of people that yeah. you could have potential clients in that area. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not the only one doing mobile pizza, right? I mean, there's people, like you said, that have, you know, the, a trailer that attaches their van or they have a wood fired setup or a food truck. I mean, there's people doing it. It's just, this is an economic way to do it and get out there and, go fast and talk to people i mean i may be like crazy I, but i can't think of a lot of people doing it in my area is there a lot of people doing it around you um there's probably about five or six that i know of you know i mean it's all different styles you know yeah um but yeah i mean there's about five or six people that are doing pizza locally whether it be a truck van or um they're just they have a trailer attached to their car that they're just pulling a small oven. Well, because I, I I know I live in Boston and there's a lot of pizzerias, but there's I can't yeah. think of I mean there's a couple like uh, Posto Mobile has a mobile truck, but they're they're a brick and mortar that happens to have a mobile truck. They're not like, yep, like you where you're you have the ovens and that's kind of like your main business is the travel. They're a restaurant that can yeah. do a wood fire truck, but I can't think of a lot of people around. I don't know why there's not a lot around me that don't. Maybe because it's cold as yeah. shit here and no one wants to be outside half yeah. the year. I mean, we kind of still have a brick and mortar per se, the way it is. We just set shops up within other places. Right. So it's kind of like we do. I mean, we still have to pay a percentage. So it's kind of like rent, right? But um, it's just doing that just opened us up to, you know, to get more people hired and keep people working. How do people find you for this one? For catering? Yeah, for catering. Like, other than the word of mouth, like, how and did you just, same thing? You just kind of went old school? And... Honestly, yeah, all of my business is word of mouth, honestly, which is crazy as that sounds. I do zero marketing other than social media. Well, that's so, kind of marketing, though. Like, you, you that's staying top of yeah, mind. But, a lot of people nowadays are, are scrolling through social media for sure. Yeah, so we do a lot of social. Um, I partner with a lot of charities and I do like percentages back to them. Yeah. Like, the hospital here they have six different hospitals within that network and then we'll go and we team up with them on a charity and we do a profit share with them and then we go we do it they do the sales for it but you end up getting like 30 or 40 new customers to funnel them to the brewery or hire you to do a job at their house or their work wow yeah i mean it's just it's all networking really and having a good just having a good too. product yeah, yeah yeah it's it's a good product it's fun um, I can probably talk to anybody, you know, and it just, it just works the whole thing, the whole system right now. So what are you looking to do in the future? What do you think this future is going to hold in 2021? Yeah, I, I think unfortunately it's going to be a lot of this for a while until we get to like probably unfortunately 2022. Yeah. I think we're going to have to scramble and pull it together and, um, just do what you can to have revenue coming in, you know, um, and that's, it's going to be like this for a while, unfortunately. But I mean, my whole plan was to have a bunch of little locations and have a commissary and just feed them the product. 
like that was my original like more uh, like van locations or brick and mortars Com- yeah combination of both um my original thought i mean you see it more in europe and there's a couple people in the states doing it now but i was going to get a couple of piaggio apes and do a build out on of them just like they would in europe or italy yeah and the more i looked at it the more it didn't make as much sense because of storage whereas the van i could do a build out of the back end and i have a ton of storage where I mean, I can hold 200, um, enough ingredients for 200 pizzas in the van, plus my tables, plus everything else in there. Whereas a Piaggio Ape, you're kind of limited in your space and it's a longer breakdown and setup and mobility and travel and getting that thing on the road. And so the van just kind of like worked. Yeah. I just talked to Lewis from uh, Peels on Wheels. I'm not sure if you follow him on Instagram, uh-huh. but he has like a, one of those Apes, I think that. Yeah, he does. In, it does. It doesn't look like it's it's super cool looking, but it's awesome looking. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't look like it has a lot of storage, like I you just, said. It's storage, getting around town in it. Um, there's probably not a lot of people that can repair them and fix them. Yeah, he definitely did wrong. say that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so those are all factors when you're getting into something like this, where you know um, a workman is you can wrap it and make it look cool. Um, or you can throw magnets on it, whatever you want to do, but you can get up and running at more of a reasonable number versus the other way around us, which is probably more of a novelty. Right. It looks awesome, but practicality sometimes has to outweigh it. Yeah, especially if, you're, if your goal is to have multiple ones, it's probably hard to find multiple ones of those kind of vehicles. Yeah. We will have our second one. We just got the van and we're doing the build out on it now is one of uh, my relatives that they came and trained with us for two months and he's doing one in arizona so we're gonna do the same one yeah so we'll have another van out there and we're just gonna piggyback off the same concepts um and just see where that holds that's amazing this is a fun conversation tom i appreciate you taking the time out where can people go follow you or say hello to you on social yeah we're at at Pizzeria Magadino. It's P-I-Z-Z-E-R-I-A. Magadino is M-A-G-A-D-D-I-N-O. Um, we're also at www.pizzeriamagadino.com. If you have any questions or just want to get in touch or just say hi, um, just reach out to me. I'm more than happy to communicate with you. And we'll link up all that in the show notes too. So if you're listening to the podcast, go to smartpizzamarketing.com and we'll link uh, Tom's website and Instagram account. You can check out everything we kind of talked about through photos on Instagram because he has all the photos there of everything that he does. So Tom, don't hang up, but it was great talking to you. I appreciate you taking the time and joining me here on the podcast today. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you, Tom, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast wherever you are. Once again, join me on Clubhouse. I am at the Bruce Irving. You can find me on Instagram at the Bruce Irving or at smartpizzamarketing.com. Check out our Instagram challenge. All that info will be there as well. And if you missed anything that you listened to on this podcast and you want to go check it out, the show notes are over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a tremendous week. We'll be back here next week for you. And we have another podcast for you over on the Local Business Podcast. So be sure to check that one out and subscribe for future episodes. Lots of podcasts over there coming up about marketing, local business, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, YouTube. So many great guests I have coming up on that one as well. We're doing a lot of podcasts over here for you. So I hope you appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.